the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Investing in more. We're debt. What's mean to you? It's probably a negative thing, right? But if, what word? What would it mean if I were to say there's good debt and bad debt? This gets complicated because more and more so, I think some people feel that the stress of home ownership isn't for them. They'd rather be renters. And then you rent for a while and there's a stress of, wait, I don't own something. My landlord keeps raising the prices. So there's good debt and bad debt. Depends on how you want to apply it to your life. I'm fortunate in my opinion that I went to college at a time where scholarships, grants, and funding on your own was more than doable. Maybe it took you five years to graduate. Maybe you were on the six-year plan. I don't know, but you get the idea. So there's good debt, bad debt. Good debt might be something that gets you further ahead in life. There's also debt that's bad that makes you feel good, like a vacation home. I know a lot of people who have second homes that they're spending $40,000, $50,000 a year in mortgage payments just so that they have a place called their own in a location that's hot and desirable. And that may not be financially smart, depending on a couple other things you've done. If you've taken care of your 401k, your 403b, your 457, if you've funded your retirement, I think things like boats and second homes are okay, as long as they're fulfilling a need of happiness for you. So good debt versus bad debt. Credit card debt, I I use credit card, no doubt about it. I've got two right now for most of my travel, and cash rewards. It's funny, I don't even use the travel points. I keep saving them up for something epic. What started off as like, oh, let's let's do a weekend getaway. Let's go rekindle the relationship. Now it's kind of like, let's do something epic. Let's take over Europe. How many points you can build up, right? So there's good debt and bad debt. I don't ever carry a balance on credit cards because I can't afford it. I know you're saying, Rob, you look successful. You have an air of success. You can afford it. Eh, not for me. A couple things that might be inside your 401k that you should start being paying more attention to. There's something maybe called a money market. What's a money market? Is that like a place where you can get a Coca-Cola and the company pays you back or it's deducted from your paycheck or something? I know. A money market is your cash in retirement accounts, and it's typically pretty stable. You can get stock mutual funds, you can exchange traded funds, you can get bond funds, you can get value funds, you can get international funds, small cap, large cap, mid cap funds. And right there, I'm not trying to intimidate, it just it got a little bit more complicated fast, right? I think your 401k is meant to be a an accumulator of wealth for you. It does every two weeks automatically money comes out of your paycheck. For me, it's $1,000 until it hits $18,500 for the year. And then once that's in the clear, that's, you know, I can't max it out more. But start with that concept of maxing it out. Don't leave it in cash. If you have a situation where you don't know what to do, I think the, the target year funds are fine. Not great. It's fine. I'm not going to intimidate you. 
here's the flimsy mistakes you're making. I'm not going to be that guy. You want a Calvel slurpy pie pizza cake for your cup of butter. What? I'm not going to intimidate. I'm not going to scare you with, in your 401. Go with the target fund. If you're 30 years old, that means you're going to retire in 30 years. Take a look at the calendar and add 30 years to it, 2050. And you can start there. Now, if you're aggressive, then say, maybe I want to retire in 2060 or 2070. Because as you get older, your fund becomes more safe. So when you start early, if you gave yourself more of a time horizon, it'll take on more risk. And these things aren't perfect. You own a little international. You own a little Japan. You own a little England. You own a little bit of Ukraine. You own a little bit of uh, oil. You own a little bit of small. You own a little bit of mid, a little bit of large, a little bit of growth, a little bit of value. It, it, it doesn't tie you into it to the point that you can't move. Fisher Investments, I, I think he's a, a lovely person, but... Back in the day, he used to buy 100 stocks for you. And they were 100 stocks. And you felt like, what am I going to do with 100 stocks? He's got a team watching it. So if he had a bad year and you fired him, you you had to go, what am I going to do with 100 stocks? So ETFs are fine. It's so funny because I keep notes for years and years and years and years. And sometimes I look back at my notes and I go, what was I thinking? A diversified model portfolio. Two of the companies that were once in it. Almost don't exist today. Tyco and General Electric. From 20 years ago, if we were sitting down in a Wayback Machine, which for the record, Mr. Peabody was kind of creepy in my opinion. I'm just saying. But even if you look at some of the names in the financials, Citigroup still around, JP Morgan, American Express. Then you could start seeing like Lehman and Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley Dean Winter and Merrill Lynch and AIG and Fannie Mae. And you're like, I don't know if all those companies are still like they once were 20 years ago. You can look at retail stocks from the diversified portfolio 20 years ago. And it was names like Best Buy, Gap, CVS, Walmart, and Home Depot. Most of those are still there. Drug and medical, but notice Amazon wasn't there on the list, right? In media, you had Viacom and AOL to invest in 20 years ago. That would greatly offend Facebook and Google and Netflix today, not to be included on that list. 20 years ago, you had medical device companies in a diversified portfolio like Merck, Pfizer, Medtronic, and Johnson & Johnson. They've done okay, but certainly you could say that there's been some change. How about for tech companies? Texas Instruments, not a company you hear a lot about in the news. Still okay, but then you start seeing some names on this list like Microsoft and Cisco and Intel, and yeah, 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 you know, Microsoft just did an all-time high. But then it starts getting weird. You see names like Nokia, down the mighty have fallen. Sun Microsystems, EMC, IBM. IBM used to be relevant. Now you just go, why would you own IBM when you can own Salesforce? It does, it does, you can't justify it. But then you get into some things like um, 20 years ago, your automobile companies were Ford and GM. Today, don't you have to kind of include Tesla or drop the cars altogether and go with trains? I think so. Your sin stocks from 20 years ago, your sin stocks today, Budweiser and Philip Morris. But Budweiser, the changing taste in the last 20 years. I haven't had a Budweiser or Bud Light, Coors Light in 20 years. I think there was one time I was washing my car and all there was in the garage was some old Coors Lights. And I popped them open and I washed my car with them. Because you certainly don't drink that piss water. Urine water, whatever. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Beer, beer, beer. Bring me beer. Actually, bring me toenails. I'm starting a toenail collection. Ah! I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? 
Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I try to give you the best advice I can, best insights. Sometimes I don't stick to it myself. And that's fair. Um, But I'm trying to get you to retirement, dragging, kicking, and screaming. And I think the very first thing you have to start doing is compartmentalizing what are some of your financial decisions in your life. You know, the simplest step one, savings and budgeting. How much do you save? How much do you budget? How much do you earn? You kind of have to know that number or those numbers. Then you have to learn how to manage debt and credit. Um, Dated a woman named Juliet. Her dad, when I was like 21, pulled me aside and he goes, Rob, and I'm, I'm, I'm not yet... I'm kind of like young Indiana Jones. I kind of have a sense for adventure, financial adventure, but I'm not the person you know right now. So and he says, Robert, I just want you to know that I'll have debt the day I die, and it's okay. And what he's trying to tell me, putting his arm around me, is don't have sex with my daughter, or I'll kill you. No, that's actually not what he was trying to say. What he was trying to say was mortgage debt's okay. Credit card debt, not so much. And I got it. And... You know, he, he was late in life to start financially succeeding, and maybe I saw that. So you got to learn to manage your credit and your debt. Another big topic is investing. You got to learn about that. Healthcare, really super important. You manage what you can't afford to lose. That's the, the trick with insurance. You insure what you can't afford to lose. I have health insurance, and it sucks. It's awful. It's like, wait, wait, I just went to a doctor? And aren't I supposed to have like a $15 or $10 or $20 to $5 deductible? And um, I just got a bill for like $300. I had a little dry patch of skin on my cheek. And one person said, that could be skin cancer. So I was like, I went to the doctor and he said, no, that's not skin cancer. I got a bill for $250, That's terrible. I'm like, at least a prostate exam has some like, how shall we say, drama? For a, doctor to say, for a doctor to look at you and go, eh, you're, that's okay, you're okay. Do you drink water? Yeah, I'm okay, I drink water. So he didn't even give me idle chit-chat much longer than that. That's a hotel room for him to say, that no, that's not, and that's fair. I mean, you know, I guess it's a second opinion, I could do it myself, right? So healthcare, you insure what you can't afford to lose. You have a nice car, you insure it to the max. I used to do a thing where I would drop collision if it was my fault after like four or five years on the car. Um, I'm not as anal about it now, but it cut my fees. And at that point in time, the car was usually worth nothing. You know, after a thousand dollar deductible, it was probably worth a thousand dollars. So I would drop it on my side, but I would still insure in case I hit a car full of lawyers. You got to learn a little bit about paying taxes. Not fun. Not fun. Your financial paperwork starts with your paycheck. You should look at it and you should see if you're paying the appropriate amount of taxes and pay your taxes. They don't go away. They're nasty. Now you can manage them. For instance, when you look at, if you are self-employed, you could pay yourself just $1 under the threshold before it hits a higher tax bracket and then start giving yourself profit. So there's ways of working it, right? You got to learn about buying a house, selling a house, investing in real estate, saving for college. Um, ID theft is a big thing for a lot of people. It's not for me. It's going to happen. I change my passwords on a regular basis. I don't use debit cards because if someone steals my debit card information, they could drive my bank account. They could bleed it. So I don't, I don't use debit cards. I have a debit card. It's in my house. It's locked up. And then like buying a car is super important. If you can buy two-year-old cars your whole life, you'll save a bundle. And again, if you're on a fixed budget, think about it that way. 
I need to figure out how to save more money instead of buying brand new or it's a depreciation asset. And that's all you need to know. And you do that. You get those highlights, right? You're going to get to retirement. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, Bay area loan source.com. Let's listen for the mic thunk. There you go. Every time he starts on air, he moves the microphone as if he's never done this before. He's my mortgage lender, Bay area loan source.com. Tony, do you have a budget and do you stick to it? And what do you break it for? Um, not often do we break it. I mean, we, we set a budget, uh, we sit down, uh-huh. you know, kind of once a month and we're old school. We, we like actually seeing really? bills come in the mail. So, okay. you know, we like seeing it. I like seeing the balance on my mortgage. That's so I'm, my I'm mortgage electric on everything. Electronic. I know. And, and we actually write checks and we balance a checkbook. So we're pretty involved with our, our budget. And, and you, you kind of have to, as you get older, you have to do you fight with your wife when you do this. Cause I find a lot of people can't talk money. Oh no 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 no! I mean, it's your wife's pretty frugal, so that that helps. But we've 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 managed. I mean, California changed a lot of what we do because okay. it, it you know it, where we came from the East Coast. You know, a little couple things were a little bit cheaper. You come to California, you have to start figuring out. Okay, well, we, you know what we've done is we we've we've really monetized everything. You know, travel, gas, okay. and you know. Okay, so what's cheaper? Do I need a car to actually get to work? Because I can commute. Yeah, you went from two cars to one. Car. I went car, from one car, two cars to one, and I. I, I budget that way, and I and I bus and. Do you look and, at people like Jay Leno, who's got like thirty cars, and just <laughs> sickening? Um, no, I, I you know if you if you could do it, you could do. It. I mean, he's only driving one car at a time, so I mean, if he can buy them, it's not like he's driving thirty cars and <laughs> sucking thirty. That's great that you can sit down with your wife and talk finances. Yeah, it's one of the hardest things. I mean, it's one of the hardest things I see a lot of couples do. You know, we run into a lot of people in in our industry that um, you know we have different opinions on pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, paying off debt, not paying off debt, home sure. improvement, not home improvement, buying another investment property. And I mean, I have a client right now who, um, they're the wife kind of forced the husband, who's the only working person in the in the household, to refinance the house, take cash out so they can buy a house for the mother in Peru, and it's. it's like okay and, and but he didn't want to do it and he's just reluctantly doing this um so we run across a lot of people that do i, I guess conflict when it comes to you know their goals with money okay that's good to know at the end of the day your wife's been taking care of your son and um does she scream calgon take me away after you do your budget talks? <laughs> we um part of the <laughs> part of getting older and, and especially with a wife of almost 20 years you you know, you, you figure out what your duties are and, and you, you enjoy it, whether you, it's just something you said. Yeah. The dog that does it. Calgon, take me away. So you, you kind of have a budget. That's good. Yeah. Um, have you ever looked at your net worth? Absolutely. Your, your assets minus your liabilities equals net worth. Um, there's some really good tools out there that can help you do it. Um, companies like mint.com can help you with the budgeting. Mm-hmm. I can kind of start putting some of your financial, but again, you have to give your electronic information. You can't do it because you get all your bills paper. I get all mine electronically. So I have resources that pull in the data and geo and I'm kind of a hybrid. Yeah. I, I'll, I do some electronically and some not. I mean, we do all of our payments through our mortgages, through our bank account. Okay. All right. That, that's something I highly recommend everybody do because that's like the worst uh, payment you can yeah. make on uh, if late on any kind of credit that you have. You can get away with credit cards, and I mean, you can get away with a lot of let, late payments, but not that mortgage. So, um, so I can probably do something like Mint. Um, you can manually do all of these things, but it becomes a pain in the butt. We we pretty much sit down and look at our our net worth every every time we do it do our bills. Yes or no? Do you have an emergency fund? Absolutely. Good to know. 
talking money, we're talking investing. Tony is my mortgage lender. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Real people, real conversations about real money. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Find Tony if you need a mortgage or a loan. He's done a property for me this year. He's done a property for me refinancing last year. He does it all. Origination, refinances, and much, much more. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm not going to say that I'm a storyteller because that sounds ridiculous, but I try to bring some elements of infotainment to what I grew up thinking was an incredibly boring world, investments and savings and retirement issues. And as I've gotten older, I don't know if it's because I have a psychological issue. I don't know if I've got a black cloud over me. Um, I don't know. But I worry about what retirement looks like. I worry about regrets. Um, I think everyone makes mistakes in life, and I think trying to limit your regrets is important. And I, I can tell you, it doesn't take a rocket genius scientist, super navigator, to tell you that a lot of people aren't doing their part for thinking about what age 60 to 100 looks like. And all you got to do is travel to an airport. I used to love traveling to airports. When I had a little bit more time on my hand, I didn't mind getting bumped off of a flight because I'd play a game called Dirty Butt. Dirty Butt is a game where you are sitting in an airport, you're probably having a beer, and you're watching people walk by and you go, I wonder if they got a dirty butt or a clean butt. And you just start laughing because you, you would notice how absurd the world is. And the game can be played with, I wonder if they've got hairy armpits or no hair. I wonder if they got money or no money. I wonder if they've eaten a vegetable or if they've never eaten a vegetable. So you could sit in an airport and play a variety of what I would refer to as the dirty bike game. And sometimes I look at people, I go, I wonder if they own a gym membership and have never gone. I wonder if they go to the gym a lot. Like I've seen the lead singer recently of Imagine Dragons. And this guy went from a stick, teeny tiny little um, hipster with a bad haircut, a mullet. He was a mullet-wearing hipster, which no hipster, beard-wearing hipster would allow. And now he looks like... He's just nothing but muscle. From his neck to his his ankles, are just it's just muscle. Do you think he was wearing a shirt for one minute of the concert? Not one single minute. Now, if I had a body like that, I probably wouldn't wear a shirt either, right? They just came out with a song. I want to say it's called Your Time or something like that, but it's going to be the new song of college football this year. And uh, that's smart. You don't make money the, sale, the old way you used to. You don't necessarily make money selling albums. You make money selling your, your song to a commercial interest. If you're a hipster band, the best thing you could do is be on a GM commercial. It's the worst thing you ever imagined, but it, it's, it's a start. This is going to be all over ESPN and college football. Anyway, 
I know you're saying, how do you know that? Because ESPN released This Is Our Song of College Football. They've done it before with Radioactive, and you'll hear it for the next 12, or you'll hear it all all that time. So anyway, my, my point being is that I think we're all a little crazy, and I think the way we all approach things are a little bit slightly different. But you got to start thinking of some of the stuff. And I, when I'm at an airport, I look at people and I go, I get depressed. And when I get your emails, I get depressed. I'm not here going to give a, con- a conversation, which, for the record, the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, Dan Reynolds, gave a, a impassioned thing about depression. And then later in the show, he gives an impassioned plea about, you know, lesbian, gay, civil rights. And then later in the show, he gives an impassioned, and like, okay. But sometimes if it feels forced, you're like, that was a little bit too quick. Like, make some eye contact if you're going to have this impassioned plea. So the point that I'm trying to make with this is, again, is that we get into a situation where sit down at an airport and look at people or go to a Raiders game. And say, I wonder how many of these people are maxed out their 401k or their 403b. And I bet I'm wrong. I bet I'm saying, you know, I look at a Raiders uh, parking lot as blue collar. You look at it as a San Francisco 49ers parking lot as white collar. Over in Santa Clara, they're eating sushi. In Oakland, they're eating ribs and small pigs. They're eating the pig? Yes. You're sure that's not a Denver Bronco fan? Maybe. But you look at people and I go, I wonder how these people are thinking about retirement in any way, shape, or form. Because when you go to a Warriors game or you go to a Raiders game, it costs money. When you go to the radio, it costs money. And doesn't it feel at times like everyone wants theirs? And you're like, okay. I've got light bulbs that need to be changed. They're on 18-foot-tall ceilings. And the guy comes over, and he's like, that's $400. You're like, $400 turning the light bulb? He's like, do it yourself. Say like, no. okay, okay, I'll pay you $400 to climb a 18-foot ladder. <clears throat> and then he's at the Raiders game. So I play a game called Dirty Butt, and it's meant entirely in fun to kill time. But do yourself a favor and play a game of, I wonder if that person's going to get towards retirement. I've got friends who, I wonder if they're ever going to get married. I've got a friend who is perpetually single, and she's she's always engaged. That's what it is. She's always engaged, but she does have a barber, and the baby's getting older, and she never seems to pull the trigger and get actually married to the guy she's, you know, forced into buying her a ring on Facebook. I said yes. I know you're saying, did you just say she forced a guy into it? Maybe. I think some people in relationships push on strings, and I think some people plant seeds that are going to grow, regardless of if you want them to or not. But anyway, so one of the things I try to do is I try to look at people and say, how prepared are we for retirement? And then I try to look at all the news, and I go like, okay, Walmart's starting a streaming service. So you'll be able to stream TV service cheaper than cable, probably. They'll probably copy Google's YouTube or maybe um, Netflix. They'll, they'll do something, right? They get your butt to go in the door. Can they get you to sign something to say that you want streaming services that's going to be cheaper than Netflix? Or streaming service for your hunting cabin that's going to be way better than no service. 
Okay. So a lot of that's going on out there. A lot of, a lot to think about. And then you try to blend some of that. Like, I don't think America's going to be ready for retirement. And then you go, Amazon started this holiday in the summer. And we've talked about Coke. How do they make more sales? They come up with Diet Coke. Then they come up with Sprite, the Uncola Cola kind of thing. And then they come up with water. And then they come up with orange juice. So Amazon needs to figure out a way to get you to spend money. And on things that, you know, may not just be retail. I mean, maybe it'll be healthcare, maybe it'll be content, maybe it'll be media. So they're trying to get that transaction relationship. So they come up with this made-up holiday called Prime Day. Now, when Alibaba first started reporting sales of Singles Day, November 11th, which is a lot of single ones, 11 for November 11th month, and they do it on the 11th day of the year of the November, so it's 11-11, Singles Day, single ones. I can make it rain with singles. I can't make it rain with 20s. I'm a little too budget conscious on that. Amazon says their Prime Day was its biggest shopping day ever. And then I look at the airport, I go, I don't see a lot of people ready for retirement. I see a lot of people ready for a diabetes treatment. I see a lot of people ready for an all-you-can-eat buffet. I don't see a lot of people ready for retirement. So I threw that out there for you in large part because, you know, get inspired if you can. And if you can't, you know, I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to tag you. But Amazon said that they sold over a million smart home devices in the United States. company did not provide exact sales figures. But the day is open to their prime subscription services across 17 countries, up 13 countries from last year. So when they report their numbers, they're going from three countries to 17 countries. And you start, like, putting this together and, like, when will Amazon come up with Christmas in September or Christmas in April? Because now they've got Christmas in July with Amazon Prime Day where you can get all sorts of electronics where you tend to say, I'm going to hold off on my electronics, for instance. I I don't need, I want a new TV that's slightly bigger. So I'm going to take my TV that I'm currently using, shift it to a different location so that I can bring in another TV. But I tend to go, I'm only, I'm only going to get that on Black Friday. And now I'm more tempted to say, eh, maybe I'll get a soundbar on Black Friday. Maybe I'll get the TV on Amazon Day. So it's kind of a slippery slope when you look at numbers like Amazon and go, wow, they did great. That's great news for Amazon. It's not necessarily good news for the rest of America because just go to an airport, play the game called Dirty 401k. Does that guy have a big 401k or a small 401k? You'll get some giggles, especially if you get another couple involved. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I want you to write stuff down. Writing it down makes it true. When I was eight, a girl blurted out that she loved me, and I wasn't in love with her. But I give her credit for saying that. And she said it in front of like a whole soccer team of guys. I love you, Rob Black. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get back to soccer now. All the guys are teasing me. But by 10, I had a little crush on someone, and I carved her initials in a tree and my initials, and it made it true. I'm proud that I did that. It wasn't shared, but... I dislike people who dream about the future. I dislike people who talk about the future. You got to take some action. You got to write stuff down. I want to have a million dollars by the time I retire. I want to have $4 million by the time I retire. 
you got to write stuff down. Otherwise, you're just like, it's in your head. So number 21 on my list of things written down is only insure against true disasters. Later today, I might be at Best Buy and I might buy a hard drive to back up my data, right? And they'll go, do you want to buy a two-year extended warranty on it? I'm like, no, because in two years, that $100 hard drive is going to be 50 bucks. I'm good with that kind of, I'm good with that kind of risk. If the general manufacturer warranty, if it's going to break, it's typically going to break in under a year. So I'm good with that. That second year, eh. Now, a cell phone that you're going to put in the hand of a kid or an iPad or a mobile computer, you better insure that. In my opinion, because that's something that's more expensive and more likely to break. But then again, some services come up where it doesn't necessarily break. It just breaks the screen. You can get the screen replaced for $25 in a mall. I was playing Fortnite not that long ago, and uh, this guy takes an order. It was fantastic. He takes an order. Someone comes into a store and drops off the phone. He's like, eh, it's going to be $65. I'll replace the glass on that. And he's talking to his friends while he's playing, and he, he kind of knows that I'm listening, in, and I'm, I'm fascinated by this. He started a business of fixing phones. And I, I, I don't know how big of it is, but good for him. He came up with something innovative, right? Um, and I'm like, how much is the glass? You know, when people sell back their phone to Apple, he's like, what's it for? He's like, it's glass. They want glass back. That's the expensive part of replacing phones, of replacing phones. So only insure against true disasters. If you have a young family, you insure your health. You insure your health once you turn 20, once you're no longer on your parents' health plan. You insure your life if you've got a wife or children who need your income. You do it to term life insurance. You insure your uh, some drunk driver hits you and disables you, so you get disability insurance. When you own a home or rent a home, you get some renter's insurance in case your roommate decides to steal everything from you or he leaves the door open. Number 22, most of the long-run gain from owning a home comes from appreciation of the land. The house itself tends to deteriorate. There's been a lot of wind and rain recently. I have to go fix a lot of the wood around my home. My roof probably has five more years. But the real estate, the land still goes up in value, even though it's soaked and saturated right now. The home itself has expensive repairs. The land, it doesn't. So you insure the home, you don't insure the land. I know people who go, I bought a million-dollar home. I'm calling my insurance company to get a million-dollar insurance. No, no. If the house is $350,000 rebuild, you get $350,000 plus 25% overrides. And in five years from now, you find out how much contractors are charging, and you up your insurance there. Number 22. No, number 23 on the list. To avoid taking a financial hit, a big financial hit, don't buy commodities. Don't get into margin. Oh, one of the mistakes I see people make is opening a margin account. And then treating it like, well, I'm just going to buy more stocks. And then they don't expect a down market. And let's say you buy, let's say you have 100 shares of Apple and you go on margin. It's a loan against your 100 shares. They say you can buy 30 more shares. And you go, I'm buying 30 more shares. And then all 130 shares start going down. You have to pay it back and you're taking a big loss. And you don't want to sell it because you had a 10-year plan. But in the short term, something went bad. Margin, commodities, derivatives, options. Most people I know, no, no, no. The only people I know who make money trading options work in Chicago. Now, the broker or the radio show or the TV show that says you should buy options, it's because there's big commissions in it. Steer clear. Number 24 on the list of top 25 principles is don't invest in a vacuum. Um, If you're saving for long-term goals, retirement goals, um, it makes no sense to smoke, drink, never exercise because you're not going to make it the long term if your parents died at 60 from massive heart attacks you're not going to live to 80 more than likely so invest as if you're going to live to 70 now you can be the different person you know the silliest piece of investment advice that i tell people 
It's not to water your yard with your neighbor's hose when he's on vacation. That's not a bad one. Not a bad one. But my silliest piece of advice is take care of your teeth. Teeth are expensive to replace and repair. And the insurance is BS. It's just not good. So today, if you floss twice, you'll get Rob Black's seal of approval. If you brush three times, you'll get Rob Black's seal of approval. So don't invest in a vacuum. Um, once you have kids, get healthy. You know, start cutting down on alcohol, start cutting down on cigarettes, the marijuana, whatever. Um, you want to live a good, long life, and you want the money to last a good, long time. So I just said something kind of interesting. Your parents are a gauge for how you should invest. My dad died before the age of 60. He died at 58. Do you know how badly he screwed my financial future by dying at 58? Um, that's one strike. You get two strikes in life insurance. My mom got diabetes late, late no problem. Had she got it earlier, problem. Had my mom died, I wouldn't be getting life insurance. Because they're like, you ain't going to make it. Odds are you got a bad, faulty heart. You're prone to cancers. Something. So, and my final piece of principles that I stand by and stick with, when in doubt, do nothing. It's your cheapest course of action. I find people make the most financial mistakes when someone asks them a question or they feel a need. Like, oh no, Donald Trump's going to be president. The market dropped 500, 600, 700 points. Two days later, it was right back to where it was. But because people got scared because they felt emotional, they had doubts come in. Best thing to do is do nothing. I know it sounds odd, yet it's true. So tune into future episodes. Come to seminars. Do what you can to support me. The seminars are super cheap. In fact, they're free. You can sign up at Rob Black's show. Use the code RADIO25. There's one coming up. Um, I'd love to see you. I try to give my best for you. Do your best. Soak some of it in. Refer a friend. See you out there soon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.